Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Let's get after it. I need questions for Dear Meathead. My dad will join me in 57 minutes for another rip roaring edition of Dear Meathead. If you have questions for dad, please send them along. A couple might have slipped through the cracks. So if you don't hear yours, uh, please don't be hurt. I try. I have a couple sources that I gather the questions. Facebook, when I make the little post saying, hey, you got questions for dad? Leave them here in the comments or send me an email. Eric at ericzaneshow.com is the preferred way. Uh, if you could just grab your mobile device, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, subject line, Dear Meathead, and ask away with a question. Technically, I've got one in the hopper from Tim D, who is trying to trick his wife, trying to throw her off of the trail on something. He wants to know if it's okay to lie to his wife. We'll cover that. Um... So send them along, Eric at EricZaneJoe.com. Happy fireversary to me. More on that later. One of the key players during the drama of fireversary four years ago will join me on the show to discuss what was going through this person's mind on the day that it went down. Now, a lot of people, when they see fireversary, they're like, oh yeah, well, boy, four years ago is when he was fired from Freebear and how long it seems longer. Well, this is the fireversary that it has nothing to do with that. Now this is history. Fireversary is history. Uh, Freebear and Howings is ancient history. Uh, the fireversary, the first one, in fact, the most important one, this one, uh, is, uh, from the BBL show. Discuss some of that with you. Update on Damar Hamlin. Uh, this young man, 24 years old, went down like a ton of bricks. In that Monday night football game. Story that's kind of captivated the whole world. His uh, uncle spoke out. He uh, spoke to CNN. We're going to hear from him right now. As to some of the details. Audio check. Video check. Damar Hamlin's. Uncle. It's just heartbreaking seeing him like that, right? I mean, you know, just the, we were in Pittsburgh watching it on TV and his little brother was there with us. And um, when he seen his brother drop like that, and oh. when I tell you, I never seen him crash, scream like that, like we were trying to calm him down. Like, yo, it's okay. You know, he'll going to get back up. He'll be back in the game. You know, we'll do the woo. Next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later. They're doing chest compressions. It's a half hour later. They still not playing yet. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong with my nephew? And then like, when I say like, now we were all in the room crying. Man, we were all in tears, man. And I'm not a crier, 
but like I, I never crashed so hard in my life, man. Just just to know like like my nephew basically died on the field and they brought him back to life. I mean, that's just heartbreaking. And to see all those grown men crying and all the emotion, man, it just, it, it really was a gut punch, man. And I would have been crying no matter who it was, but for it to be my nephew, it just, it had that much more impact on me, man. And I'm just glad he's still alive and able to fight um, and trying to get better and recover. You told me off camera your nephew died twice. Can you explain? Well, his heart had went out, so um, they had to resuscitate him twice. They resuscitated him on the field before they brought him to the hospital, and then they resuscitated him a second time when he got to the hospital. So um, I just want to show my gratitude for the medical uh, staff that were on hand, because if not for them, my nephew probably wouldn't even be here. Wow. Oh, my God. Incredible. Um. So I was uh, watching the Today Show this morning, and they were discussing this exact thing on this dude. And um, what they do, uh, once you get him to the hospital and then recess, okay, restart the heart, it comes back, it happens again. They bring him back. And then, uh, you know, now it hasn't happened since then, according to what the uncle said, or maybe it has. We, we don't know that. But um, I guess what they do is they sedate you to put you um, in a coma, I guess. And the idea is all they work on or all they hope to uh, cause to heal is heart, lungs, brain. All right. And um, then the, uh, the, it was described on TV that uh, then they slowly will... Uh, uh, decrease the amount of oxygen that you're getting going through the tube because they're trying to get him to breathe on his own. And then they slowly bring him out of the sedation to see if he'll start breathing again. And then, you know, if it's not quite the way they want, they put him back down, you know, put him back in, in into more of a deeper sleep. Uh, I guess they put him on his, on his uh, tummy uh, face down. And the idea was it's easier for the lungs to operate when your body is in that position. I was reminded of something. Um, this has happened before. A uh, guy's name was Chuck Hughes. Played for the Detroit Lions. And I, this is uh, before my time. Uh, but this is, uh, this is, this is the scene in 1971. Uh, if you see this, uh, larger picture, Hughes was just, he just same thing. He just went down. Look at Dick, Dick Butkus, uh, the most feared man ever to play football. Uh, probably is going to want to step on his neck here. Now, this guy did not survive. Happened in Detroit. Um, he was a receiver, 28 years old. And uh, he caught a pass, and he got hit by two defenders, Chuck Hughes did. And when that happened, a blood clot that he had from another condition, which they didn't know was even there, uh, broke free 
And um, that started this uh, sequence of events that led to this guy having a cardiac arrest on the field. And he died. And, uh, you know, back then, I mean, that, um, if, you, if you look at this, uh, they didn't have any type of uh, real medical services. Hell, they were just pounding on his chest. I don't even think what they knew about CPR was the same as what they know now. Here they are working on the dude. And then this guy here in the plaid pants is just like, ah, fuck it. Let's in the sideburns. 1971. Holy shit. Can you believe the fashion? Uh, they're, they're, they're taking this dude off the field. Now, Chuck Hughes' wife is, uh, still with us today. And so is Chuck Hughes' son. Chuck Hughes' son is like my age. So, uh, Mrs. Hughes um, was watching this unfold with Damar Hamlin. And she's like, oh my God, I couldn't even go back to bed knowing uh, whether or not this guy was, a, you know, if he was, I needed an update, Mrs. Hughes was saying. But um, yeah, so this has happened in the past and it, I guess it brought all sorts of um, uh, emotions back to her and the family. Of course, uh, Chuck Hughes' kid was only one at the time, but he's, uh, you know, kind of like making the rounds now on this whole story. And, uh, you know, nothing but the best. Hopefully this, this guy will turn it around. Uh, the whole world is just responding to this thing. That charity, the kids' charity, was a big story. The um, that uh, Demar Hamlin has for the, for the toys, and uh, I tell you what, these kids are going to have a lot of great toys for a lot of years because of this. And uh, hopefully, he'll uh, be able to get the news and be able to um, have a normal life. I don't know, um, you know, a lot of, in a lot of people's brains, they might be like, "Boy, I wonder if he'll uh, ever be able to play football again." I don't think anybody's really thinking about that, but. Um, it has come up. Yuri Fisher of the Detroit Red Wings, who I had on my show on BBL, uh, speaking of fireversary, uh, years ago. I forgot why we had him on, uh, but we had him on, and he's the guy, same thing. Heart stopped on the bench, Red Wings game. Uh, the, it was an awful situation. It was really tight, uh, cramped quarters behind the bench, and they had to administer CPR right there all the fans looking down on him oh my god and uh they ended up canceling the game fisher survived uh never played hockey again they determined that there is a there is a heart issue there and and uh, uh not not safe to ever uh play the game again but my god hang on coffee gotta drink it stand by stand by it's got more there was a lot hmm Okay, uh, today is the last set of shows until Tuesday of next week. I'm uh, working meticulously on not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right, I have that. I've been uh, working my ass off and getting those shows together, which in fact has kind of uh, limited me. Um, there's only so many hours in the day and being a one-man show, uh, something's got to give. And what has given has been my one week ago plan for uh, running in preparation for my half marathon on Saturday morning at the crack of dawn. Well before the crack of dawn, 
on the, at uh, the Magic Kingdom. And now it's more like, uh, just fuck it. I'm not doing a fucking thing. Now I've like steadfastly uh, uh, planted my flag and I don't give a shit. I'm just going there to make it trudge my way through 13.1 miles, get a picture with Mickey, picture with Snow White, uh, picture with uh, any other Disney character I can uh, I can uh, wrangle on the course because they're, they're actually on the course. Mile marker and there's Pluto and Goofy running around and Snoopy or whatever the fuck. Is Snoopy a Disney? Snoopy's not a Disney character. What the fuck is wrong with me? Snoopy. What an asshole. Uh, all right. So th- there you go. Again, dear, uh, dear meathead questions. Eric at ericzanejoe.com. I'm going to need you to answer the call. Chris has sent one. He wrote, dear meathead. Hey guy, one of my new year's resolutions is not to drink for the month of January. I found out a lot of people are doing this. It's called dry January. My question is what advice would you give those of us who are doing dry January? Thanks and happy new year. It's a great question. Uh, send them along. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Subject line, dear meathead. 44 minutes to meathead. All right. Four years ago today, at this moment, I was in my car driving away from the radio station. I had fallen ill. I threw up at 7 a.m. It was a show with myself, Ben Glaze, and Sam Mills. We were all in the studio. Sam would visit from time to time. Uh, Sam was at a point in her her career where uh, she wanted to be on the radio. uh, So she had left... um, what do you call it? Uh, Town Square across the street got left that Connie and at the time Connie and Curtis show. Connie, God rest her soul. Um, got out, got out of radio for a period of time. Back in radio, now she's trying to get back on the air, and so she uh, had a kind of like a behind the scenes job at Cumulus, but uh, strong talent and funny. Um, she would come up, and we'd just have a good time, laugh on the air. Happened all the time. Oh, no, I don't feel good. Vomit. Okay. We had some comedian coming in at 8 a.m. from uh, Dr. Grins. Right about the time that guy got there, I barfed again. Leading up to this, the days leading up to this, uh, Lori Bennett, the boss there. I'd noticed she seemed no longer interested in show-related things. And uh, I, it didn't dawn on me then. But looking back on it, she seemed disinterested in what was going on on the show. 
and this was different because she was always interested in what was going on on the show to a point where it was a, uh, a, it was micromanaging. And I don't even say that to be insulting. It's just the way it was. Uh, you know, canceling air check sessions is a red flag because Lori would, okay, gather around guys. You have to sit with me for an hour while I listen to your audio. So that's what an air check is. And they're horrible. You have to, uh, okay, so we go on the air and talk for like 15, 20 minutes, Ben and I, and then we play some commercials. On a show like ours, where you have that long of talk segments, it's difficult to quote unquote air check. Air checks are, should be, typically they used to be, before long form conversation started to happen on the radio, where, you know, You've got a two and a half minute segment where the uh, highly uh, planned and scripted and fake laugh and bullshit like that. Working on your word economy. Another program director bullshit. Working on incorporating the you factor. Okay, that's that's what air checking is all about. So, but what it was for us with long form conversation, uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing top of mind stuff and talking about current events or, or there's some uh, conflict between you or something going on on the air or some bit of drama, none of that's scripted. None of that is pre-planned. You're just doing it. So it's very difficult to air check that type of content, but yet there we were in her office Ben and I sitting there as uncomfortable as fuck with Lori listening just looking at the ground not cracking even the slightest smile at shit that I know was funny and we're like this is so fucking awkward what the fuck is going on here and she'd sit there and listen and then the segment would end. And more often than not, she would say, okay, guys. Uh, and then offer like nothing. Just like, okay, uh, all right. Uh, sounds like we're going in the right direction here. And we're like, what the fuck? I mean, why, why do we have to do this? It was, uh, it was horrible. But we had to do it. Well, that stopped leading up to the firing and it's like oh yeah hey your air check sessions canceled for today yeah i got i got a lot going on and that that should have been a red flag to me she doesn't she doesn't it's because she doesn't give a shit anymore because we're about to get fired they're going to change the format of the radio station also leading up to that there was rumblings at the uh radio station that uh, something big was going to happen. You know, the uh, country station had been on 94.5 and then BBL was on 107.3. And uh, this new uh, general manager named Bruce came in and 
He was like a hot shot. And uh, I had cornered him a couple times about, hey, why don't you put a rock station on 107.3? You should, you should put a rock station on. Or do, do something. We need to be put, put uh, sports on the AM where it belongs because no one gives a shit about sports talk radio. No offense, Bill, but it's true. Uh, and then put a rock station on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like leaning into that, hoping that it, uh, some of that will stick, but I'm not sure. Little do I know. Uh, they already have a plan. The plan was take the 94.5 country station and move it to 107.3 and fire everybody on 107.3 and then on 94.5 put like a uh, fucking new age hippie rock. And everything's like piped in, you know, you put like all these, uh, maybe maybe one or two local jocks, all pre-recorded. Money saving effort. It's all bullshit. So then I see Lori in the hallway. Hi, Eric. And then she just keeps walking. Uh, hey. And she's clomp, 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 clomp. She used to wear these spike gigantic heels i'm sure she still does i mean and you can hear her walking down the hallway and say uh-oh and everyone in the building would know it and like <sighs> it was always tricky when you hear the heels hitting the uh hitting the floor everybody's like uh-oh she's moving Where's she going to go? What's going to happen? What awkward interaction is going to take place? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fuck me. So, all right. No big deal. And uh, what's interesting about Lori is when she started, she was different than when I got fired. Because when she started, for a long period of time, there was like a honeymoon period where you, you thought it was going to be a wonderful relationship. She's going to be the type of GM or uh, not GM operations manager who lets everybody spread their own wings and figure things out like they're supposed to. Everybody will be able to do their job. And then one day, like the flipping of a switch, she became like the uh, this hard ass who is micromanaging. And we're like, oh, fuck. We were duped. We were we were convinced that it was going to be okay, and it's not okay. And so then for the rest of the uh, tenure there in BBL, we were incredibly micromanaged. Oh, shit. I used to have to, um, uh, b- before, when I would do a show, I would like, uh, you know, write down what we're going to talk about as we're getting ready to start the show which is what I do now. I spend, uh, when, when the show finishes, like this show finishes, I then have uh, 22 hours to figure out what the hell I'm going to talk about leading up to the next day's show. And that's what you're supposed to do. Um, because you let the day unfold, you go to bed, you wake up, you see where the news cycles brought you, where your brain is, you file it all, you... Uh, write it down and boom, you're off and running. It's simple. Lori wanted me to 
physically write it down on a document, every single thing I'm doing, and send it to her. And uh, and I had to like write out my teases, and I'm like, oh fuck, and I've never had to do this. So that before I went to bed, I had to send an email with all of this shit, and I'm like. And I'm trying to convince myself that this is great and this is appropriate. And all right, I guess, but it still sucked. It was micromanaging. It was painful. But whatever. She suddenly no longer gives a shit. And I I, uh, I should have picked up on it. So back to the day. I barf for the second time. I announced to Sam and Ben. I go, well, it's the Sam and Ben show. Enjoy yourselves. I'm leaving. I send a text to Lori. I'm really sick. And I'm going home. Red flag number two. No response. Typically, it's like, all right, um, I actually need to see you to determine if your face is of the right color to go home. And uh, so I will have to, we'll have to meet at a clandestine location uh, or perhaps you could do FaceTime. Uh, if you could, when you get to the doctor's office, I need to speak with your doctor. It's that level of micromanaging. Nothing. No interaction whatsoever. At the time I thought, huh, that's weird. But what she was doing was she took that information and she reached out to the to Bruce and said, "Uh-oh, today is D-Day. Today's the day that this whole, that we're flipping the format and all these fuckers are getting fired and the guy the the main guy we have to fire just left." Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so I drive home. Pull in the driveway. And I remember thinking, "Oh, you know, it's probably a good idea to very quickly, as these people see me walk in the door and they don't expect me, to say, hey, I'm ill. I didn't get fired. I actually had that thought. Uh, my son's wife at the time, uh, girlfriend Aubrey, was uh, was there. Well, Jim and Aubrey lived there at the time with their kids, with the kids, my grandkids. Come walk in and I see Aubrey. I go, hey, yeah. Hey, don't worry. I didn't get fired. Can you believe that? That's another Zayn Adamas thing. Hey, hey, don't worry. I didn't get fired. But I was. Go upstairs. Dan goes, what are you doing here? I go, don't worry. I didn't get fired. I'm sick. I have to go to bed. Oh, okay. All right. No clue whatsoever. Pause the story because back up, these things are popping into my head again as a four-year fireversary happening right now. There was a moment in that week leading up. Um, okay, so we return from work from the new year and then January 4, we get fired. There was a period, again, we're leading up to this big meeting where um, there's going to be an announcement about the radio station. So we were all excited about that. Where I was in that studio, 
all the uh, studios are wired together. And if you hit a certain button, I can hear a conversation in other studios. If they're in the room having talking shit about you and they close the door, I can hit a button and hear their conversation. And I don't know if that was intentional, but I discovered it by accident. So um, Tony Gates, who now is no longer in radio on LAV, he walks by and we started having a conversation about the upcoming change um, with the what we anticipate is going to happen, like I was telling you. And um, then he goes into his studio and he closes his door. And that was a red flag. I was like, why is he closing his door? Because he never closes his door. In fact, there was a time during my time there at BBL that um, I requested that they close the door because they always scream and yell at each other on the show. And it bleeds through into um, our studio through the producer's mic, which has an open door. We share a room. And uh, that was like a international event because I simply asked to close the door because Tony's a psychopath. But anyway, um, I digress. He goes in there, he closes the door and I go, well, that's weird. So I go into my studio and I hit that button I was telling you about and I hear a conversation and they're talking about, yeah, he has no idea. And, um, and, and about format flips and shit. They're basically saying what's going to happen. They are aware. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I heard it all. I should have processed it. I should have known it was coming, but it didn't imprint. So when they actually did fire me, I was surprised. I swear to God I was. I should have immediately have gone on the air and started talking shit about them or something. I don't know what the fuck I should have done, but um, I should have been well aware, but I swear I had... um dismissed all of what I had just heard. So as we're leading up to that day, um, where the format flip is going to take place, I'm anticipating it's going to be a great day. I'm going home sick. And they had called an afternoon meeting to announce some type of changes. And we were all looking forward to it. I had a conversation with Sam Mills and I was like, Hey, they're not going to fight. Actually it did occur to me to some degree. They're not going to fire us, are they? They're not going to flip No, no. She said, no, come on now. We did not believe that at all. So I go home. I'm laying there sick. And then uh, I notice that my phone is vibrating. Like, a little bit of time passes. And it's under the pillow, and I can, I can feel it, and it's waking me up. Oh, shit. What the fuck is going on? What? Who wants me? And then I look at the text messages and it's Sam. Marcus and Ben just got fired and they're looking for you. Oh no. Oh fuck. I was freaked out. Um, one of the buzzes, the vibrating was a, a message left for me by this guy, uh, Bruce. And, uh, and Crystal, I wonder if I still have that. I don't, I don't think I do. Um, I reached out to Crystal today who was part of the firing. No, I don't have it. And, uh, I said, 
I, I go, do you, do you still work for Cumulus? Yes. I go, okay, never mind. I was going to have you on the show to discuss Fireversary. Um, I called. I'm laying there. And Bruce, he's a, Bruce is a very nice man. Eric, um, we're, we're flipping the format of uh, 107.3, and uh, we have no place for you, so we're going to let you go. And uh, You know, sorry I have to do it over the phone. I, I understood. I said, ah, no, no big deal. I've been fired before. Uh, I'm not. It's fine. It was so not a big deal. Um, but that's where um, it gets really wonky. Because at this point, I'm like, well, okay, thank you. I'll swing by in a day or t uh, two and get my headphones or whatever the fuck. I then, all I have is a Facebook page. Months prior, I had um, thought something was bubbling under when Ben and I got in that fight. And I thought I was going to get fired. So I prepared like my website and the Patreon. I, I had that ready to go. Um, still no real organization of how the podcast would work out. And I didn't have any intention while laying there sick and did not think anything about a uh, daily show and this being a source of income and sponsors. None of that. None of that even crossed my mind. Um, didn't know how really. Um, hell the first several shows were with a cell phone and a teeny tiny notebook computer with no computing power whatsoever. Um, so where was I? Shit. Oh, I go to my Facebook page and uh, I leave a, uh, like I did a Facebook live, but I got fired and I announced um, a Ben, myself, Marcus. And I said, Bill Simonson got fired, but Bill did not get fired. Bill had known that he wasn't getting fired. And uh, I'm 99 and a half percent sure Bill knew I was getting fired. Now, I don't hold that against him. That's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, he didn't do anything. He just kept his mouth shut, which is rare. But uh, I announced that we all got fired. Bill announces, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to hear the huge show. And he's, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then uh, after a little bit of time, I go back to my Facebook page and I'm locked out of it. I don't have access to my Facebook page, which I, when I arrived at BBL, I had already had established my own Facebook page, my Facebook fan page. It, it's mine. But remember I told you about Lori and the micromanaging months earlier. She's like, I need you to put me in charge of your Facebook page. And I agreed to do it. And that was a mistake. Because this is where I started to hate on Lori. Uh, she was always annoying, but I started to hate her when she locked me out of my Facebook page. So I called Bruce. Bruce, she locked me out of my Facebook page. I need her to let me back in, and I need her to take herself off as an admin right now. Okay, hang on. 
I'm on hold for 10 minutes. He comes back. Yeah. Um, he makes up some excuse why it's not happening. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where she is. And I'm like, Bruce, this is my lifeline. This is all I have. You, this, I, I can't take no for an answer here. Give me my Facebook page back yesterday. Um, this is not, this is wrong. Nothing. Hours pass. God damn it. Now I got to call my lawyer, get him involved in all this bullshit. He has to call Bruce. Finally, that jackass, I find out. She, I didn't get notified or anything. I just find, I just happened to look and suddenly I'm back in charge and she is finally off it. That pissed me off so bad. Oh my God. And that led to this. That was a Friday, January 4th, 2019. Sunday, January 6th in the evening. I sat here, did this podcast. I talked about the uh, Patreon. Ton of people signed up for the Patreon. Uh, that bought me the time that I needed to think. Um, because when I left BBL, I, I got my last check. That was it. There was no big buyout or any of that shit. It was just, see you later. Whatever. Um, good riddance. I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. It was starting this podcast. And then it might have been an audience member suggesting you should just do it every day. And then try to build it. And uh, it hit me like a bolt from the blue. Like about, I did a few podcasts in a row consecutively. And then I was on a walk with the dogs. And then I said, you know, I think that, I mean, I'm going to give it a go. At this point, Don Veltman from Back Alley Comedy Club reached out and said he wanted to sponsor the show. He was my first sponsor of this show and this current setup. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball was too, still a sponsor today. Um, also early in that, Irvine's A&E Heating and Cooling. Henry Steffes. Remember Henry? Several others. And it was enough to cobble together um, time. I was just looking to buy time. All right. I have this money coming in, which will keep us funded for a month. Two months. Okay. Now I have three months and if nothing, if I do nothing else, if I do not lift another finger, we will be able to survive for three months. So I kept lifting my finger and uh, slowly but surely built it. And uh, wow, fucking A, thank you. I appreciate your support for helping uh, uh, populate it. If it hadn't been for you, uh, because sticking with those early shows, especially where, uh, was incredibly important. I frankly was still figuring out how to do a monologue style show. It's not easy. You have to put your brain in a frame of mind of, uh, speaking with no one talking to you for, uh, two hours at the time I was looking back on some of those, um, old podcasts and they're like 15 minutes long, 20 minutes long. 
Um, and oh boy, just trying to figure it out. And then as more and more sponsors came in, uh, it just was able to establish itself, I guess. Uh, looking back on some of the comments, um, from the moment when I was listening to Tony and Michelle talk about your old pal, Eric Zane, Kenny writes, huh? They can be referring to me. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Ryan, did you not pick up on it at all? Um, like I said, I think I did. And I had a, a pit in my stomach. And then, honestly, I would turn on the microphone again and do our show. And I would forget about it. Uh, Ryan says, I love the idea that of all her rehearsal of the great firing and you walked out the door on her screwing her little plans. She is still there to this day. And uh, I have been none too nice to our old pal Lori over the years. I started referring to her uh, publicly as the Cersei Lannister of radio. If you know Game of Thrones, you know what that reference is. And then... Uh, full disclosure, there was a moment that we worked together and she said to me that she was hurt by some people years ago because they said she looked like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, which I'm like, ah, fuck. You don't want to say that to me because that's going to stick in my brain. You, you never want to let someone know where your uh, a goat has been gotten. Especially an asshole like me. So after she tried to steal my Facebook page, that's all it took. Then every time I have an opportunity, I'm posting a picture of Steven Tyler and saying that the Cersei Lannister of radio is struck again and shit like that and and I know for a fact that that message hit the mark. And uh, there was a couple other things that I, I know it was it was bad. So at that point, we're sworn enemies. Uh, she's still there to this day. There was a moment in time when I was trying to get the LAV job after Tony got shit canned. And... Uh, <laughs> I like sent a letter saying, Hey, sorry about all that shit talk. And she did not respond. There was, that was like, ah, there's, there's no fucking way. Uh, and they ended up uh, going with somebody else. Nice guy too. Who was, uh, the new guy in there. His name is Greg, but, uh, that's kind of it. That's where the, uh, that that's where it's been. And since, since that day, uh, January 4, 2019. Uh, it has been wash, rinse, repeat. With no micromanaging, no red tape. Just me and the stupid microphone and the puppy dogs. Uh, there's been some hiccups along the way with all of the uh, uh, Zaniac nonsense. Oh, God. Lessons learned, to be sure. But we're still standing. And uh, actually stronger than ever. And so I, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, thank you.
More on this in a bit. I will have one of the key players uh, from all of that drama join me. All right. Questions for Dear Meathead once again. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Holy shit. I still have just two questions. This may be the shortest episode of Dear Meathead. Need I remind you? Dad will be 89 in March. I don't want to sit around and make up fake questions. I would rather have you tap your brain about what's going on in your life and send me a question. Simple. A simple, short question. Hey, Meathead, what do you think about blank? Hey, Meathead, uh, I need my garage door repaired. What should I do? If you start to take Meathead for granted, there is going to come a day when you're like, ah, oh, damn, I miss him. I should have listened to Eric and sent a question when he asked for that type of engagement from the audience. So I'm just giving you a little pep talk. He's not going to be here forever. There is going to come a day when we will not be talking to my dad. And I would say it's the near future. So don't let this opportunity slip by. What are you doing? You have an opportunity to ask my dad, an absolute legend, who's been with us for years now, a question on Dear Meathead. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that's kept the podcast going strong has been Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane with more podcasting after the podcasting gets done. Uh, ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. Yesterday on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, we had an exceptional M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. No bullshit. You got to hear it. The contestant is connected to Dale in the weirdest of ways. And Dale really comes out of his shell with this contestant named Russ. And it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's really nice. It's a nice thing that happened. Dale blossoming before our eyes with his sobriety and being on the right side of the law is another outstanding story that wouldn't uh, would, it has a lot to do with the show. I'm not saying I, we caused him to get sober, but we've been able to follow along with all of his um, all of his adventures because of his commitment to uh, living life appropriately, not behind bars, and that had impact on smarter than a former drug dealer trivia yesterday on Patreon. So 11 bonus shows per week, most weeks, not this week, but most weeks, um, because we'll be skipping, uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And who are these Zanes this week because of time and I'm leaving for, uh, till Tuesday, but anyway, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You got the lost Zane recordings, a daily, po uh, Patreon bonus smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, the insane asylum, which I believe just dropped. I had done it ahead of time. It's there. That's my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. Of course, the Lost Zane recordings, old shows from PBL, 
uh, as I release them in order twice a week. The aforementioned uh, Who Are These Zanes and the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's a lot of podcasting for five or ten bucks a month. Be part of the Patreon crew. Um, by the way, I guess on Patreon this week, Zane Adamas struck again. This happens a lot with me where I say something. I don't necessarily make a bold prediction like this is going to happen, but it's said and then it happens. The day before I was fired from Free Beer and Hot Wings, I said on the radio, and I don't have the clip in front of me, but I said on the radio, I don't know the context, but I said, I'm going to get fired and I'm going to do a podcast called the Eric Zane Show podcast from my house. I think I said from my basement. I don't know why I said it. And obviously the event had not yet happened yet. The shot clock incident that would lead me down to the next day, making fun of Joel's pants. And then for that heinous act of doing that, getting fired. But I predicted it in a weird way that happened again on Monday of this week. And I'm going to play it for you. It happened on Patreon. I wasn't even aware of it. Somebody had to tip me off about it. Tag accounting, 616-301-9516. The accountant of choice. You should have your taxes done by Troy Ginzer. Tag accounting, certified public accountant. Accounting and tax services. Okay, so let's just say you're Joe Blow and you uh, have your, your job and you earn a bunch of money and then it's time to do your taxes. You're going to get a bunch of money back. To get the most money back, tag accounting you call troy 616-301-9516 a member of his helpful staff will answer the phone yes i'm brand new eric zane sent me i want troy to do my taxes this year you're gonna pay him north of 100 bucks to do your return and then that's it to begin that process you'll have to upload a couple documents from the previous tax year to their online portal. They'll give you all the instructions you need to do that. Very easy. Just do what they tell you. And then you get a little note. It says, Hey, we are doing your taxes on February 8th at 10 AM. Please keep your phone handy. If we have uh, any questions for you, we will pass those along before that happens. You're uploading your W twos and uh, the usual shit. Uh, he already has your tax history because you sent that along. And then he does your taxes. And then he says, good news. You earned this much. You're getting this much money back. We're sending it right to your bank account. Done and done. That way, you don't have to sit there number crunching, getting pissed off, screaming at your wife, getting shit-faced drunk. Hey, honey, I did the math. We're getting back $15 million. I think you might have done that wrong, dumbass. Uh, also, tax services, if you want to establish an S-Corp, LLC, whatever it may be, or your business, he could be the accountant for your business. He does that for me. Uh, Troy helped me because he uh, made what this is into in what's known as an S-Corp. The extent, this is the extent of my knowledge about this shit. Eric, you need an S-Corp. And uh, I go, okay, does that help me? Yes. All right. And then he explains it all to me. And then I go, stop. I don't care. Why? Because you're doing it. I, I'm gonna, that's why I'm paying you, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, if I need shit. Just let me know if I have to sign shit. Let me know. Otherwise, you're in charge. And then I pay him a few bucks a year. 
and he's in charge of the S-Corp. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast accounting department is what that is. Tag accounting, 616-301-9516. Bennett Flooring Installation, Jacob Bennett, another longtime sponsor. 616-318-0167. I salute you. Thank you for believing in me so long ago. Uh, if you want your flooring installed right, call upon Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you're in West Michigan, that's who you call. You'll get it done right the first time, and it'll be the least amount that you will spend to get flooring installed professionally. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Darwin from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, run by his right-hand man, Kent, drop the E at a U. The discount outlet is one of two stores. The main showroom is just down the street. That's where you can walk in and get an espresso. You take off your shoes. They put slippers on you and red carpet treatment. Discount outlet. March in there with your old Silverado pickup truck and say, yeah, I need 1,500 square feet. Put it on the truck. Uh, The best-selling brands and styles are on the floor. You pick them off the pile, put them in your truck, and go home. They buy the shit in bulk and set it up there. And you pay a lot less than anywhere else in the entire state because they buy so much of it. Mohawk, Shaw, carpets, tile, laminate, vinyl plank, hardwood, ceramic, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Mention my name, save 10% off of the already lower than crazy amount uh, price you have there. All right, I'm already behind massively. Trying to put this all together. I'm going to rattle off these next three sponsors. I'm going to play for you, Zayn Adamas, and then I'm getting dad in here. First of all, advertise with me. Reach out, Eric, at ericzainshow.com. Put your business in front of the audience. Thousands of people every week listen to this show. Be part of it. Send me an email, and I'll tell you how it works. Eric at ericzainshow.com. Like Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you to them. Years ago, we got started, and here we are today. Okay, early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, free rental cars, the best service technicians in all of the state, constantly being re-educated, family-owned, lady-owned, veteran-owned. So the whole family is there. You got Jamie. She's the big swinging ding-dong. She is a veteran. She owns 99%. Her husband, Eric, fixes the cars. He owns 1%. He's in charge of all the techs. Numerous people that work with him. Daughter Megan, this empire will one day be hers, is one of the smiling faces that helps make sure that you are scheduled and ready to go and booked. And Oh, my God, get you that loaner car. They're the best. 616-532-6600. We eat at Bosco's Pub. Oh, I can't say it. I got. I'm, I want to say it, but I can't say it. I got to resist the urge to tip you off to something cool. But So I am. Sorry. Sometimes things pop in my brain. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Love them so much. Go get a burger. Go get a cold beer. Go get a stiff drink and a stiff ding dong at Bosco's Pub. My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Have Frank help you with your uh, Obamacare selection. 616-914-4070. 
He's also the uh, licensed independent insurance agent slash broker to uh, help you every step of the way with Medicare and Social Security or any type of insurance. What I'm telling you is if you need any type of insurance, uh, call Frank and he will help you every step of the way. His services are free. That's the best part. I love saying that. 616-914-4070. Before I bring dad in. All right. This happened on Monday. This is what's being described as a Zayn Adamas moment. We all know what happened Monday night with Damar Hamlin. Monday during the day, I heard from Patreon member Michael. He said, Zayn Adamas, you kind of called the Damar Hamlin um, problem, the thing that happened to him. And I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, um, cardiac arrest. And I'm like, wait, I, I honestly do not remember. Quite often when I do the show, I don't have a recollection of the things I say. So, holy crap, I was like, uh, weird. He writes, haven't listened to the Tuesday podcast yet to see if you referenced it. But would yesterday's Patreon be somewhat of a Zayn Adamas moment when you were talking about the NFL player going into cardiac arrest from a hit? Talking about DeMar Hamlin. And I wrote, did I mention something like that? I don't recall. I rarely remember. Uh, he says, and then I found it. And I wrote, oh my God. He says, just the fact that you said the words cardiac arrest when you were talking about a football injury. So this is, uh, this is what he's referring to. It was when uh, Kayvon Thibodeau hammered uh, Nick Foles on the field of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Saying he's dead. Holy shit. Watch this. Third down for here comes Thibodeau. Look at Thibodeau with the shot. Back at the 41. Okay, I think he's having some type of seizure, perhaps. I think he hit him so hard, he's seizing. Oh my God. And Third down for here comes Chibido. Oh. Okay, so now watch this. If you think, well, maybe he doesn't know because he's looking straight up in the air. Okay, all right. Back at the 41. But his his, uh, his teammates going, yeah, good job. Meanwhile, Foles is going into cardiac arrest, it looks like. I don't know. Of all the things to say, that was Michael's point. You actually said cardiac arrest, which is the term that has been talked about as what happened to Damar Hamlin. Cardiac arrest. Of course. 
Whatever you do, don't talk about that on any large platform because then everybody will want to kick my ass like uh, fucking Skip Bayless. All right. It is time for Dear Meathead. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness. A fifth in the Northland. Morning. Hey, Dad. How you doing? Good morning to you. How's uh, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, you got clouds in, uh, on your end of the world? Yeah, it's a little cloudy here. You got the same thing? Oh, this is totally blocked up. I mean, uh, it's a frog, but I barely can see across the street. Well, yeah, that's what happens uh, sometimes. You get a little foggy... Uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of that's kind of creepy, isn't it? It really is. I haven't seen that in a while. You should. Uh, well, yeah, you know, you that's that's sometimes a problem. In fact, where I am, Dad, last night we had thunder and lightning. Oh, really? Yes. We have, for some reason uh, things were weird up there, and uh, it started giving us a little thunder and lightning action. Wow. So, wow, wow, wow. Dad, did you see the story about the, the football player who had a heart attack on the field? Yes, I did. That's a shame. Is he all right? Well, they're, uh, they're still evaluating him, and uh, it, I guess this might take a little time for him to come around. Did he get hit? Yeah, he was uh, tackling the guy. And then, I mean, it looked like any type of tackle that you'd see a million times. And so that was why it was kind of strange. All of a sudden, this poor guy's on the ground, and he's, he's he had a heart attack. Wow. Young guy. Yeah, he's 24 years old. What the hell? I don't get it. There was a dude for the Red Wings that had that happen to him a number of years ago. I remember that. I remember that. That was... Same scenario. Yep, exact same. And he he survived. He still uh, he doesn't play hockey. He never played hockey again. But uh, thank God that he's okay. You know. Uh, I think getting hit in the chest has a lot to do with that. I do too. Yeah, you know, sometimes you you take a, a shot right where your heart is, and your heart yes. your heart might yeah. kind of like have a hiccup or whatever the hell. And oh my God. Uh, Jesus. A young guy. That's, that's a shame. Yeah, that well, really is a shame. I sure hope that uh, he, he comes around and everything's going to work out just fine, you know? I hope so. I pray God that he'll be all right. Right on. Right on. Wow. Okay, Dad, so we're just a few days removed from our terrific get-together uh, party that we had. Me, you, Joanne, Diana, Kevin, Cece the dog, it was <laughs> that was great oh it was spe- that was great yes yes uh we, I, and, you, I, and you're cooking holy cow yeah i love doing that i really i think uh i think that's a a real passion of mine and i love making food i couldn't believe you're so involved in that oh yeah you guys were enjoying the football game and eating hors d'oeuvres and and you know having it yeah. and, and i i was like and oh we just we just finished everything that you cooked I know it. We had some, you had some leftovers, and that's the way it should be. You, it, it's nice to have someone uh, cook for you, and then you can just relax and spend time. And I like those types of settings when it's just a handful of people together. 
Well, I was amazed that you're. I was amazed that you're involved in cooking. I really was. You know, when there's a when there's like two dozen people there, it makes it hard because you can't really yeah. you can't really talk to anyone. No, I know that you're concentrated and then kept kept on going. You were like a little bunny rabbit. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just delicious. delicious. You know, we, we finally. I mean, he cooks so damn much. Well, yeah, you know, we uh, that that leg of lamb had made. You know, those you can actually uh, uh, chop that up and make sandwiches out of it. Yeah. Well, we can't do nothing now. We ate it all. Good for you. Good for you. We didn't waste none of it. That makes me happy. Thank you. I want to thank you, Joanne. Thanks for that beautiful, delicious meal. Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, she's always she's always on her feet. She needs to take a break. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Dad, we uh, we saw the Lions destroy the Bears, and now the Lions have, they have one more game, and they got a they got an outside chance of making the playoffs. Did you hear that, Dad? I heard that, but why is it that they say an outside chance? They sound. Well, they they sure do. There's uh there's one playoff spot and there's just three teams left that have a chance at it. So the one team, uh, Seattle, they've yeah. got they've got the best chance. Um, really? Yeah. And so if the Lions beat the Packers, and I I think that they can, um, even if the Lions beat the Packers and Seattle wins the Lions will not be able to make the playoffs because Seattle uh, beat the Lions earlier in the year. It's called a tiebreaker. Oh, wow. Yeah, but uh, if Seattle lays an egg and the Lions win, then the Lions can get in. So the two things we have to pray for, uh, early in the day, the lo- the the Seattle plays Los Angeles. And, and get beat. Yeah, if they lose, the Lions are playing the night game. They, they moved that game to the prime time slot because it could have huge implications. So then uh, at the start of that game, they will know whether or not they have a shot of getting in. So if they lose, that means it, that that game turns into like a playoff game. Uh, didn't one of our guys get hurt on that game, that game? In the Lions game? Yeah. I don't remember. I was busy. Oh. I was busy making dinner. Something sticks in my mind that somebody got hurt. Yeah, maybe you're thinking of the football player who went down from uh, Buffalo. Oh, that's right. DeMar Hamlin. All right. Uh, Let's see here. I've got some questions for you from uh, this amazing audience. And you know what? All right. Amazing people. Yeah, they sure are. They sure are. Let me see what I I got. I want to tell them how I care for these people that you got there. They are awesome people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're the best. Uh, Tim D. writes, Dear Meathead. What's the name? Uh, Tim. Tim. Okay. Yeah. He writes, Dear Meathead, my wife turns 40 in February. God bless her. Yeah. She's uh, happy birthday to her. And he's planning. Yes. He's planning a big, a big thing. He wants to fly her cousin in for the party from California. From California. And, oh, okay. And so... His, he says, Meathead, my problem is keeping it a secret. Is it okay to blatantly lie to my wife so that I can keep the secret so it'll be a surprise? You know, why not? It's just, just a little lie. I mean, God. 
Uh, it's a good, good secret. Yes, it's a good lie. Don't say nothing. Yeah. Surprise is a surprise. Keep it as a surprise. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like he's lying, like he's cheating on her, no. or, or stealing money from her, or sleeping with kids. No, no, no. That's no. Go lie, lie twice. Yes, double lie. Really lie in order to keep that. Yeah, don't say nothing. Nah, just keep your mouth shut. That's right. I Absolutely. Agree with you. Absolutely. Somebody knock on the door. Oh my God! Look who's here! Oh wow! It's a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise! Come on in. <laughs> oh my god yeah uh i don't remember if i asked you this one um maybe i did would you ever tell me if uh you didn't like a meal that i made oh not really yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything was on my plate i ate it right i know but if let's say i made you something and it tasted like a shoe would you tell me no. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah I would. you would. I say, cook it some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cook it a little longer. Uh, all right. What, did somebody tell you that about your cooking? No, no. She just wanted to know. No. Uh, Tom writes, Reuben, can you still sit down and eat a whole loaf of bread by yourself? Oh my God! I don't think so. I, I I'd eat quite a bit of bread, uh, but not a loaf. Uh, well, maybe a couple of days, three days, I'll eat the loaf. You okay? As a matter of fact, we had uh, some bread left over, and uh, we sat there and ate it again. All right, but uh, maybe not a whole loaf in one sitting. No, that's too much. Don writes. Uh, my wife wants to keep the thermostat at 70. I want it at 68. What do you think we should try to do to make us both happy? First of all, what's the difference of two degrees? You know, what's the big deal? Why does he make... The difference. What, you want? What's the difference? What's well, the difference? Well, okay, so she wants 70... He wants 68. Do you think that they should 69? Yes. <laughs> hey, if it's cold enough, keep it at 70. I don't care. They're talking to you, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, no, I, uh, I just like the, the house to be just generally warm. Right, you know? right. But what's 68 it? 68 or 79 or 120, yeah. it don't matter. As long as it's a decent warmth so that I'm comfortable with it, it don't matter. So you don't think they should 69? It just depends on the individual's taste, you know, of uh, what kind of temperature they want. All right. Very good. I think he's going to have to come up with something based on that. No, I can't help him as far as give him an opinion. Uh, what, what they should have. What is it, Joanne? Split the difference. What's yeah, the difference? if you split the difference, it's 69, right? Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's what you do. Okay. Amy writes, uh, do you remember what you thought when Eric said he wanted to be a radio star? Oh, my gosh. No, I don't remember that. But I do know that I was really proud of him. She also asked, what did you think Eric would be when he grew up? Like, 
you know, when I'm growing up and uh, making my way through high school and even before that, did you did it ever did did it ever occur to you what I I don't remember ever having any idea of what I ever wanted to do. I have no clue, really. I wanted them to go to college. I wanted you to be go to college. You know, the only the only reason why I went to college is because everybody told me to go to college. Well, yeah, I thought, I thought that was a very significant item that have the education. Yeah. Thank God I went. That's right. All right. That's right. I'm writing this down. College is a significant item. Yes. In education. Now, the yep. education could be... Uh, any, any type of a thing, as far as that goes, but scholastically, that's the best thing in the world. Maureen has a question. She writes, Happy New Year. Did you and Joanne make any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, we went to bed early. <laughs> Did you hear that? Went to bed early, she said. So we just went to bed early. <laughs> no, we, I don't think we made any resolution that I know of. If you made one a resolution of not shoveling any more snow, do you think that would be a good idea? No, because I will shovel snow. (laughs) You told me uh, that uh, when I was at your house that you're not going to shovel snow. No, I have a different different, uh, style of shoveling. Oh, really? You changed your mind. Yeah. Yeah, the style is... that was as freak as freak he could have been. Is that right? You see, you think so, huh? Yes. Well, I... I... You, when you put your shovel down on the cement and just walk behind it, you're not going to fall. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that you just stay inside and relax. No. Well, I don't know what I'll do. Just, just hang in there. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back to that. This one. was this was as freaky as freaky could have been. Well, I'm tired of your freak. Yeah, no more freak. If you're oh. gonna go, be, go be freaky with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I, I don't want to hurt her feelings. No, so yeah, you got me in order. You know this. This is I'll my follow. this is my advice to you. And I'll leave it at that. Just listen to your wife, and then uh, yeah, every, I will. everything will be good. No, I will. I have no problem. I have, I have adopted that philosophy, and so should everyone. Because my back is still hurting. So There you go. You see, you don't want to have your face looking like you went 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, but listen. Listen to this. Would you believe that I have uh, scabs pretty thick? Yeah. They all fell off in three days. Well, that's not amazing. That's what happens. I mean, I, I thought that would be with me for about 10 days. Well, yeah, but you probably picked at him. No, I didn't. I didn't even touch it. Uh-huh. All right, well. Uh-huh. One of my kneecaps got a little In fact, I'm looking. That fell off apparently last night during my sleep. Gone. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's a wonderful scab update. No, my body heals in a hurry. Yeah. All right. I have had a lot of reasons to be hurt. Yeah. And then it, it never, you know. Well, it does. In fact, if you were to go into your garage and find that finger, it probably grew into a hand. <laughs> 
pretty funny. You got her excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> she can't stop laughing. Oh. All right, Dad. I got another question. This person writes, Dear me, Dad, I've been married a month. The other night, uh, he writes, "My, I discovered my wife uses mayonnaise to help make her hair grow faster. She claims okay. she claims a lot of other women do it as well. Uh, dear Meathead, how do I get her to stop using mayonnaise on her hair? Because I don't want to smell it. Put a slice of bread on it. <laughs> Did you want to answer it? Put a slice of bread Put on it? Put a slice of bread on it. No, I don't know. That, that sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. I don't even know if I believe that. Wow. No, I see. Hey, they got all kinds of uh, creams and stuff like that out there just made just for that. So why not go and use some of that instead of uh, yeah. mayonnaise? Rob writes, and this is our final question, Dan. Recently, I noticed I've been swearing a lot. And then it hit me. What is your opinion on using bad language, Dad? I hate profanity. I, I literally hate. If you were my friend, yeah, and were talking to me, you only needed to use it one time. You'd be done with me. Okay. I do not like profanity. Yeah. Uh, he he continues. He says, for some reason, though, uh, meathead, it makes me laugh. When someone drops uh, a nasty word, and then he no, says, I, I, "I keep away from him." And then he says, <laughs> "And then he says, what is your favorite curse word?" I don't have one. You don't have one, of course not. That would be crazy. Oh, oh all right. Uh, I don't know if I can say this on the phone or not on TV or not, but it's not a dirty word. Yeah. The word "shit." Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I I, I think I that. Say that. I think I think that is a dirty word, Dad. But I know I seldom say it. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, all those really bad ones, we're gonna avoid those. But shit is 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 good. You could walk up to McDonald's and say, "Yeah, I'll take uh, that pile of shit." (laughs) Yeah. Or I can say caca. Okay. (laughs) Give me some shit. You could say. Now, why would you say that? I don't why know. Would you, uh, I'm just... Why would you that's got uh, you're the word? Hey, you're the one that said it. I'm just taking your words. I mean, I said that's what I might use or I will use. All right, all right, all right. I got you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might say it that way. Oh, shit. You know, like you're... Uh, yeah, I do. That's what I do. Right. So when you when your face hits the concrete, uh, you're like, ah, shit. I, I didn't have a chance to say your oh, shit. Okay. Um... All right. Well, uh, I'll wrap it up with knowing that college is a significant item. Yes. I, I I know about the scabs, the scabs, and the and your healing powers, your amazing healing powers. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that, Dad. That's all I have for you. Do you have any uh, things to say in closing, Dad? And, and in reference to that healing power, I can dance a jig right now. Of course you can dance a jig. I, uh, uh, that it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, got, no, I got one little tiny little spot on my kneecap. Right. Well, I've seen you dance at the, at, uh, at the wedding, uh, Jackie's wedding. 
and uh, and there you were out there. That was great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it sure was. Okay, well, um, I appreciate you guys so very much. Everyone loves you, and uh, you know what today is? Today is the four-year anniversary from the last radio place that fired me. Oh, my gosh. It was because of that firing that this podcast started. I'll tell you what, I was so disappointed in your idiots <laughs> that were that, that you had a job from them. Uh, you were such a magnificent uh, radio guy. Oh, it's fine. It, I still have this, and this is going just great. You sure do. Okay. Well, All right. Yeah, I love you guys. Hello to the family. Especially your dear wife. She's a sweet sweet person. Well, uh, everybody loves you. You guys are the best. And uh, I I will talk to you soon. Okie doke. Okay, thank you. God bless and stay healthy. God bless and stay healthy. <laughs> okay. Okay, love you. Bye. We see love you, you see, see you, Joanne. Have a good one, guys. Love you. Bye. All right, bye. There you go. Dear me, did. Another spectacular edition. Thank you, guys. I appreciate those questions. Uh, Amy says, can you trademark Fireversary? LOL. I think I could. I don't know. I don't know what good that does me, though. Sounds like something that might just waste my time. Ryan says, Meathead hates profanity. Don't let him listen to more than 30 seconds of this show. You are right. There was a time when he he did occasionally listen to um, to bits and pieces online before he's, he joined us and he heard and uh, I want to have a conversation with you. Yeah, Dad. You want to talk? I want to talk about your language. Okay. All right. He said his piece. I said, okay. So what do you think about that? And I go, I'm not changing anything. I'm still going to swear. Why do you do that? You sound like a trash person. I don't know, Dad. Um, Chris says they are the best. It's true. Uh, Chris laughs at the amount of times I got him to say it. Rakim then asks, how many years have you worked in radio? Boy, that goes back. Uh, because let's see. I graduated high school in 1988. Um, but that school year I graduated started in 87. So that means, uh, 1985 school year, 85, 86, I would have been, um, 15 years old. Two dive crew on 89.1 WPHS, your one and only rap station in the city of Warren. We're back after a long, long departure. Three and a half months to be exact. We're going to keep it going with Heavy D and the boys. Um, these clips will be a uh, an addition of who are these zings. There's more. 89.1 WPHS. That was MC Shy D. Before that, we had Run DMC together forever. Forever. We're going to keep it going 
with my main man LL Cool J. I'm bad. <laughs> dick. What a dick. I'm bad. You talk to the main man. You ask for easy rhyme, you talk to the main man. <laughs> We're back after a long departure. 89.1 WPHS with the public enemy. Yeah. We're going to keep it right here with going to get yours. That was two in a row by the Beastie Boys. Wait a minute. I thought you said it was public enemy. What the fuck are you doing? Rock hard and she's on it. Now he is public enemy. Well, what is it? Hold on a second. Let me break this down a little bit. We're coming out of the Beastie Boys. All I need to say is Beastie Boys 89.1. Here's public enemy. That's what that's what I have to do. That's all I have to say. Beastie Boys there, 89.1. You got your main man, Easy Rhyme. Here's Public Enemy. And it's Public Enemy. It's not the Public Enemy, asshole. 89.1 WPHS with the Public Enemy. We're going to keep it right here with Gonna Get Yours. That was two in a row by the Beastie Boys. Rock hard and she's on it. Now he is Public Enemy. So I'm essentially I'm talking out of the Beastie Boys saying here's two Beastie Boys ends here's two in a row by the public enemy that was the Beastie Boys here's the public enemy asshole uh Kenny says, imagine if you tried doing black guy voice and radio puke voice at the same time. Yeah, uh, because when I went to Z93, I was like, oh, I had developed that on WPHS. It was, I, it was more like my natural voice, but just I'm trying to sound like a black man. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Amy likes present Eric yelling and swearing at past Eric and calling him names. Uh, so 85. So 85, 95, 05. Wait a minute. 85, 95, 05, 15. We're approaching 40 years of doing this. This is all I've done. Since that old. I worked a couple of odd jobs at a cabinet shop, uh, you know, in the summers. I didn't actually start getting paid for radio to my uh, $5 an hour job on Z93. All right. I have a guest that I'm bringing in that was witness to the fireversary. Witness to the fire. The firing, uh, the change, all of that shit. I owe a bunch of ads, but I don't want to. I don't want to do them right now. All I want to do is talk to this legend. I had high aspirations to be able to do uh, some type of radio with this person, but those those uh, ambitions were vanquished on the day of being fired four years ago to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Sam Mills. Oh. 
Sam Mills. Hello. Sam Mills, hello. Hi. It's been it's been years, for God's sake. <laughs> it's crazy though, because it doesn't seem like it's been that long. You have done amazing things, and you have a a growing family now, Sam Mills. Isn't that right? Two kids, yeah, two kids, almost one and two years old. So we're, I'm a little busy. My God. <laughs> It's a little crazy around here. That is exceptional. Now, are you at work right now doing this or? No, I actually, um, I work from home. I started my own freelance marketing after I left the corporate world um, during COVID. Oh, I love that. I love that. That, Yeah, that's exceptional. So who's watching the little ones right now? You are? No, my mom. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I didn't want kids screaming in the background when you called. Mom, Mom lives in the area now? She does. She moved back from Florida. She moved back from Florida to help take care of the kiddos. Oh my God. Okay. That's yeah. great. I love that. That is, that's a huge win. Huge win. Huge. She couldn't stand being away, especially knowing oh, yeah. my in-laws are in town and she would be the grandparent not around all the time. It drove her crazy. Oh so. yeah. Oh, that is, that's a power play. <laughs> <laughs> so so she quickly hauled back here and and now she lives in Coopersville so not too far away. Yes, okay. So now um now Sam, this is all remarkable because um th- we have like two chapters. The first chapter was when we were both at Town Square and I was on right. Freeburn Howings and you were uh producing Connie and Curtis. Connie God rest her soul. I know. Yeah. I know. I can't- that anniversary just hit too. Really, I I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it's it's remarkable to think that. Um, it's just terrible to think that such a shining light is not with us. I I mean, everybody loved Connie. There isn't. I know. No one had a bad thing to say about Connie. No, it's been. I know, and it's been two years since she passed, and it's just. Yeah, she was one of those shining lights, and especially in radio, she was a force to be reckoned with for sure. <laughs> now, when uh, we were on Free Beer and Hot Wings, when that mm-hmm. sh- when you guys came on, um, we all had an idea. I, I for sure had an idea that that show was very, very prominent and was going to go places. Uh, I think Connie was the big catalyst, and I think that bringing fish in later on also helped quite a bit. And you were part of... Uh, helping that show grow. How did that all start for you? Well, I, so I was working at Wood Radio at the time. I was the producer over at iHeart on Wood and just iHeart was awful. (laughs) I mean, like any radio cluster is, but making no money and they, their producer left. And so I applied for the job and met with Tom Cook over there. And we, I mean, immediately Connie and I hit it off. Um, and so got the job offer pretty quick and just help really, really grow that show here, you know, getting on social media and just spreading the word, but you know, Connie's talent, she's so, she was so funny that it just really took off. Uh, yeah, she was, um, very rare because too often, um, I don't know why it is, but ladies in radio, they don't lead. And I don't know, I think that's, that's kind of strange. Um, it's very, it honestly, it's very strange. It's sad that it's strange, but when I would tell people, they, they were just kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. But you listen to her and you understand why she was the the leader. You know, she was just so smart and knew, you know, 
when to when something was funny and when to do certain things. She was just a force. Yeah. Antonia. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And um, and that that was uh, that was a tremendous loss. As you guys grew, you then were kind of like, I think I want to do. I want to be. Um, I wanted to get away from this for a period of time. So you actually stepped away and and went into um, uh, at at M at, at M Live. Isn't that what you did? I did, yeah. Um, family friends who worked at MLive kind of got in my ear and just, you know, looking to make more money. Right. And um, Connie was actually so supportive about it, especially the radio industry. She's like, yes, go make more money. <laughs> go do it. So um, I left and went to MLive. And from there, just really, it was digital marketing that I was working in um, and really honed my skills with that. And that's when Jeff... Uh, reached out to me from Cumulus. Okay. To come there. Card writes the dude that uh, was there. He hired me there. And then mm-hmm. uh, the idea was bring you on in a capacity with hopes that you would eventually make it to the air, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the hopes. <laughs> it it kind of never came to fruition, but that's what that's what it started out, you know, come in, help with digital marketing, help with social media. Obviously, you're we'd like you to be a talent on air let's see what this brings. So that's, that's what brought me over there. Um, when you arrived, I didn't have much of a interaction with you when you were at town square, it was always passing in the hall. Yep. That's, that's honestly, I don't, I don't know why I did that. I think, I think I was getting to the point in my brain, um, that, um, we were like our own thing and we don't talk to anybody and perhaps a bit of arrogance to some degree. Um, sure. Was that ever, did that ever um, uh, percolate in your group that maybe it came off that way? No, I, honestly, no. And I think, I think we were in our own world as well. <laughs> like, number one, it's three in the morning. So who really wants to talk to anybody, yeah. you know, or, you know, four or five in the morning. Um, and yeah, we were just kind of in our own world too. So, you know, Connie would talk to free beer and hot wings more because she, you know, she had, history with them right um yeah other than that i think we kind of all just were in our own world so we never had any ill ill things to say or anything like that i was always very suspicious um because um for the last couple years before i actually left the show i was not liking greg at all so whenever Mm -hmm. i would see him talking to her i was like what the fuck is he saying to her (laughs) (laughs) i promise it wasn't anything interesting because i could hear what they were saying okay good Nothing uh, interesting at oh, all. Oh man, I, I had a I had a axe to grind with that guy. I've and I've never gotten over it. I, I, I've it's 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 still as hot now as it was back then. <laughs> See, and I didn't know Greg that well. I just didn't get to get to know. I just knew him obviously through Connie, but I I didn't get to know them that well. Right, right. Um, all right. Now, as um, but then we started to kind of like hit it off, and I don't remember what started it, but we always seemed to be laughing together when we were at Cumulus. Well, what started it actually before I was even brought in by Cartwright um, from MLive is you had a fill in for a host. I came in and filled in and I don't know how that transpired. I don't remember. Yes, I remember. But it was, it was, that was like our first hit off was Uh, me coming in and being on the show. Right, right. And I, I enjoyed that, that time together because of all the people that filled in. I was like, oh, Sam's great. She said, Stu was really solid too. I liked having Stu in there. I uh, liked having you in there, and then um, as things progressed, you would uh, you would uh, show up from time to time, 
And then fast forward to the day, January 4, 2019. Now, I was sharing with the audience that we had had many conversations leading up to that day because if you remember, there was a big announcement. They kept promoting, hey, we need everybody to be back at the radio station on January 4 in the afternoon for an announcement. Yep. Well, do you remember? I was filling in on the show for you. Correct. I don't know again, why they had me, but I was on the show with you guys. Yeah. And you got sick. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're doing this show. Everything's going great. And all of a sudden you look at us and you're like, I have to go to the bathroom. Yep. I do remember (laughs) that. And didn't come back. And so then when I left, you had a, you guys had a comedian in and uh, Ben was, you know, his, his usual awkward, hilarious self. And, yep. uh, you guys did your best to keep the car on the road for an hour, hour and a half. Um, now I'm at home. Can you take me through the moment that I'm not there when doors start opening and people are being called in and you're starting to get an idea that something weird is happening? Yeah. So we were sitting there show ends. Ben and I are just kind of, you know, you know, shooting the crap talking. And then we hear the news. Um, and now I'm going to space on his name. Marcus, um, Marcus, Marcus. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That Marcus was let go. Now, if I remember, didn't he like, wasn't he, he allowed to say, room. yeah, to actually say goodbye. Yeah. So we heard it. There was a rumble. I think Travis, who was the producer on, um, Tony's show, said something he said i think something's going down then marcus comes in the studio and says i've been let go i need to leave the building oh (laughs) wow what and he he didn't have time to say anything because he had to be escorted out of the building um so he just kind of grabbed his stuff and left and so then ben and i go into that you know little producer studio that we shared with Tony um, to edit and do things. And Ben and I are sitting there and all of a sudden Ben gets an email that he needs to go downstairs and he's freaking out. And I'm trying to tell him, don't, you know what, maybe it's just them talking to you about Marcus leaving, you know, (laughs) like trying to (laughs) lift his spirits. I'm like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Um, It wasn't fine. Oh no. (laughs) I was very wrong because he comes back upstairs and um, he had the engineer following him. And it was very awkward because they were just like, you can't save anything from the computers. You can't do anything. You have to leave. Yes. Yes. And good for Ben because he fought back a little bit and was like, I have audio on here. I have things that I need to keep. And they just would not let him. Oh, wow. It's like, okay. So he leaves. And then that's when I texted you and I said, you know, it's going down. Have you heard anything? Do you know what's going on? It's getting bad. Yeah. And that's, that's where I pick it up because I was laying in bed, the phone under the pillow and you know how you can hear the vibration. Yep. I it kept, it was you. I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw the text. <laughs> like, why are you bothering me? Stop. And then it said, call missed. Uh, what, what the hell was, what's the guy's name? Um, the boss, Jesus. Um, uh, was it Kurt or no, it was Bruce. It was Bruce. It's a Bruce law missed calls. Like, Oh no. And then I listened to the voicemail. Hey, uh, Eric, it's uh, Bruce. Uh, we got something very important. We have to discuss with you. Can you please call us back? Oh, no. The fact that I, uh, I screwed it all up by getting sick 
Had to have been. And Lori came in right after you had left. She did. And yeah. And was where'd Eric go? Oh, you know, of course I had my issues with her anyway. Who didn't sick? Who didn't growing up in the bathroom? Yeah. She, uh, her and I, Oh my God. You know, she's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) And I can say that. I don't care. I hope she hears it. She is the absolute worst. Oh, she hears it. I I guarantee you she hears it. And, uh, in fact, um, after, um, I got fired, she tried to steal my Facebook page. That's right. When I got that back, then I was like, all right, now you're fucked because, um, then uh, I started referring to her, her as Cersei Lannister of radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then do you remember our little uh, loving name for her was, you know, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. I, was, <laughs> I had mentioned that earlier. And she, uh, so that, that hit her right between the eyes. And I know yeah. that because after Tony got shit canned not long ago, I, I, uh, I actually applied for the job. And the idea was, well, I'll just keep doing the podcast and that. In hindsight, sure. that probably would have been too much for me to do because it takes a lot of time to do this podcast. So that sure. that would have been difficult. But there was no chance I was going to get that job because she hates me. And But I did reach out to her. And I said... That's, that's I, hilarious. I sent her a note. I love that you just give no shit. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't care. I said, look, hey, I know we, things were bad, but I can <laughs> probably help you if you need a morning show. If we, if you can put all this shit behind you, I would love to try. And she did not respond. <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, she, after you left, things just really went downhill. And she, I had an issue with her because she kind of portrayed this image of, I'm going to take you under my wing. Um, she was so nice to me, offered me support, you know, when things were just bad and was just, you yeah. Know, almost like, let me be your mentor type thing. So I was like, okay, okay. You know, women in radio, we got to stick together type thing. And um, that switch flipped real quick. The wow. minute she became my boss, uh, it was bad. It was wow. so bad. It was so bad. I mean, she wrote me up the day I came back from my honeymoon. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, because I didn't find somebody to fill in for my voice track show what my little tiny voice tracking show that was on at nine o'clock right and i was like that's that's not my job it's <laughs> not my job to find somebody to right fill in. right it's 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 someone and that's true you know and i mean she just she she was yeah just a tyrant she made my life we used to joke because she'd wear heels all the time and like <laughs> the clomping of the shoes would give me like heart palpitations <laughs> when i'd hear her coming down the hall it stressed me out what's crazy is uh you don't know this but 45 minutes ago, I said the exact same words. <laughs> you did. I was talking about the heels and the impact that had. People yeah. would people would wince. We were all like, uh-oh, it's moving. It's moving. And yes. uh, and and uh and we're like, uh-oh, where's she gonna go? Where's she gonna go? And you know, I have heard through the grapevine. Do you remember we used to have to fill out those um surveys about yes. um and the company would ask you, are you happy working here? And, mm-hmm. um, I have, I have a lot of inside resources that are still there. And apparently they still lambaste her, like all the personnel anonymously just tell her she's, uh, they echo what you've just said and, and how that main, how she's able to maintain 
I know. stability there is 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 incredible. What the hell is going on? Well, and even as a boss, so then when I was laid off, this was probably what six months later. If so, I got I don't even remember, but um, Bruce had emailed me, you know, in typical radio, like, Hey, can you come down at the end of your shift? Which was at one o'clock. And I was like, fuck that. No, I'll be down right now. It was nine o'clock. Cause I knew, I just knew. Right. And I uh, went downstairs. He, it was a very weird layoff. Like he just kept apologizing over and over. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you want me to say back to you. Yeah. Uh, and then they let me just go back upstairs because the engineer was off um, at a different site. So I had full access to everything upstairs. Like I could have gone on the air and just swore up. I could have done anything. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a mistake. And uh, And my key card still worked two days later. And Lori never I didn't see her. So they lay me off and then I hear nothing from her. She doesn't come and find me. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't text me till two days later. And I was like, no, like as a boss, it's just, it was so wrong. God, man, Jesus. So Mm -hmm. that was that. Um, I, I have a funny story about radio for you because, um, I, it's, it's become a lot has changed since we worked. I mean, it was bad when we worked in radio, and it seems now that it's it's gotten even worse. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I, even my husband says, thank God you're not in radio anymore. And I knew going, I mean, you know my history. My parents are were in radio. I right. come from a big radio family. Yep. So growing up, radio was just this epitome of the coolest job in the entire world. And when I was going into it was right when things started getting bad. And my parents were saying, don't go into radio, don't go into radio, don't go into radio. But at the time, you know, I'm in college and I don't want to hear what anybody has to say. So I went into it and quickly realized, yeah, how hard it is. And unless you're willing to give your absolute all to this company and work a million jobs for the amount of pay for one position, like, you know, you're just not going to make it. Yeah, that's, that's entirely true. And I, I still have, uh, like I said, people who I talk to and I, and I, I'm hearing what's happening and I, and I start to, um, you know, um, I, I don't want to say PTSD because that's a pretty serious thing, but I start For to, sure. I start to feel anxiety and bad. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so it's, it's, uh, I, I I'm glad that I'm not, uh, ha- uh, uh, you know, have that specter looming over me. Now, it's still very hard to make a living doing sure. something like this. It's a lot of work, but I prefer it over that bullshit. Well, I mean, thank God. Think about it. Could you imagine having to go in there during COVID and oh. imagine that shitstorm? What it was? I, I was like, thank God we got out of there. Yeah. Before, yes. Before, before that hit. And just seeing how they, I was shocked. I actually, because I'm so far removed from the radio realm, hearing about Tony. Tony Gates. I was shocked to hear that because it's like, here are these radio legends. I mean, LAV is now a shell. What is LAV without, you know, the main legends that started that radio station? And I know he was getting older and they, but like he, he's a legend at that station. And so were the other people they let go. It's just, it's really sad. There was a time in radio when, um, you know, you look at like on LAV, the, the air personalities, um, with uh, Deb Hart and Eris Hampers, Kevin mm-hmm. Matthews, Gates, Uncle Buck, 
Um, these were all, it, and, and people aren't really impressed with that anymore. They don't care anymore. There's nothing sure. that makes radio stand out. So it's suffering from multiple avenues, uh, content, um, the persona of it, the uh, dollars and cents part of it is a real mm-hmm. catastrophe. So you, I, I, I don't know. Is this something that just dries up and goes away? I, I mean, I hope not, but I, I mean, to be honest, it's just with so much content out there now, obviously you're in the right realm as far as podcasts go. Cause you know, I get in the car and I throw on a podcast or, um, and I feel like the radio, the morning shows and stations that are making it have were, gotten the game right before things started getting really bad, but have able been able to grow and maintain. And now, I mean, syndication is taking over. You look at these stations that are big in Detroit, but they're also in Boston, in Florida. And, and it's like, there's no locality anymore. And so I think it's like, technically it's radio, but it almost feels like a podcast because it's being broadcasted anywhere, anyway, everywhere anyway. Right. Yeah, it, and and uh, it's all being very much watered down. And not only that, but radio people nowadays, they don't have the um, willingness to um, say what needs to be said or, 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 or take a stand on stupid assholes that uh, try to uh, uh, tear down the United States Capitol or the stupid right. Trump or bullshit like that. No one has the nerve to say that because they're always concerned that they're going to piss people off, you know? Well, in the day and age that it is now, everybody's so sensitive about everything, no matter what side you're on. Right. You know, you you can't say the right thing on either side. So it's like people just fly in this middle zone, but there's no content with that. How can you right. expect to connect with your audience if you're just giving this high level bullshit? So, <laughs> you know? yeah. And th- which is another reason why I think that I, I was not cut out for being around radio, because obviously I would eventually have gotten fired because I would have, uh, 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 done something that pissed someone off it's gotten worse not better right i agree well and that's why you know i listen to my podcast or you know i don't even really watch the news anymore because again on either side it's just gone that way if it's just this high level everybody's talking about the same thing everybody has the same opinion and it's just like where i want to connect with somebody you know and and on the flip side i want to listen to people who have different opinions of from myself because that's healthy that's how we grow that's and how, when you're yeah. flipping radio stations and they're all saying you know everybody get you know everybody gets everything from that same source you know so it's the same stories regurgitated in a different way over and over and over again sam mills you're fantastic i love that you got the family growing and you're 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 doing wonderful things and you've always you always had a uh, a unique perspective i've always respected it and enjoyed it you've uh, you've made a lot of people happy by uh commenting on the show on this on this four-year fireversary and i i wish you nothing but the best and continued success and i hope to talk to you further down the road i agree and you're doing amazing things this podcast is great and i'm just so happy i'm happy you got fired from that horrible place (laughs) (laughs) hey at the time it was a little wonky but it, it ended up working out you know it did it did all right miss have a wonderful day give my best to the family and i will uh, talk to you soon i hope sounds good bye eric see ya sam mills just a star it's like we had never it's like four years had not passed since we spoke she's she's just that's the vibe i always got from her she's just you just sit down and say hey sam what do you think and then you're gonna get it boom right between the eyes 
That is a true talent. Doesn't screw around, uh, says what needs to be said, and uh, does it in an efficient manner. That's something that always impressed me and made me think, oh, man, she's great. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. You know, and uh, the idea in my brain was you had um, three people, Ben, Eric, Sam, and um, Sam being as uh, versed as you just heard, and then Ben, who's just, I don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, just this goof who... Is just hilarious. I, I think it was going to be awesome, and I had big plans for that, and boy, it just didn't work. Time out on the field. Bruce, Bruce, stop. You're killing me. Enough with the pause. He's looking at me like I'm a lunatic. I'm going to go long today. Blue State Rob says Eric, Sam, and Ben would be better than today's free beer and hot wings. That's not saying much. That's like an insult. <laughs> We'd kill him, though. I can promise you. We would kill that show. I spoke with Eris Hampers just the other day. I'd established contact with him years ago. Sadly, some of you may not know, but Eris developed throat cancer. Never a smoker, by the way. And he has no voice anymore. His voice was taken from him. He's still brilliant, though. Um, Deb Hart passed away. She drowned. Uncle Buck passed away. Uh, Gates is... Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I was offered a radio job not long ago. The identities of these people will uh, be kept on the down low because it's so GD embarrassing. Wait a minute. I messed that up. Deb Hart did not drown. <laughs> Allison Hart. Wait a minute. Allison Hart? There's more than one heart. Hang on a second here. I don't think her name's Allison Hart. Deb Hart, definitely not dead. Sorry, Deb Hart. Wait a minute. Okay. A person named Deborah Hart from Norton Shores, Michigan is in fact dead. I don't know. Some chick who used to work on LAV did pet. Allison Hart? Is it? Are you sure? Yeah, it is Allison Hart. My apologies. She did drown in 2011. I'm such an asshole. What screwed me up was the last name Hart. Idiot. Where was I?
So I was offered this uh, top-notch radio job recently. Eric, we got something for you, man. Yeah, what is it? We want you to be the personality producer for the so-and-so show. I've produced before. Kind of sucks. The idea was I get up real early in the morning. You know, three. Drive in and uh, take care of the uh, first show. Which is kind of like, hey, uh, here comes the traffic. Here comes the news. Here comes the weather. And then uh, would go to uh, the last hour of the show is when they bring in the wild card. This local guy who's a psychopath. And he's like an extreme right-wing uh, a maniac, wants to suck Matt Gates's dick, loves Trump, um, hates everything Democrat, uh, f- love Trump, fuck the Dems, uh, anti-vaccine, uh, COVID is a hoax, election fraud, all this shit. He starts out every show, today I'm going to talk about how Trump won, Then I'm going to talk about how black people suck. Then I'm going to talk about how everybody who's a foreigner needs to be kicked out. Uh, Then I'm going to talk about I hate gays. And then transgender people should all be shot. That's the show. I have to produce that show. Said to the boss, I go uh, to this guy who's in charge of it. I go, wow. Okay. Okay. How much is the pay? Because I'm thinking this is a $60,000 a year to start job. That's a fair wage. He goes, well, okay. I go, and what time would I need to be there? 5 a.m. What time am I out of there? 10 a.m. Five hours a day. Five days a week. Times the, what we're paying you. Wait, five hours a day. So that's 25 hours. Five times five is 25 hours a week. You take 25 times the wage. Eric Zane, you will make an upwards amount of $300 and I'm thinking, an hour? A day? A week. 52 weeks. That's $15,600. Breaking it down by hour. It's $12 an hour. There's no fucking way I'm going to do that. Wow. And then, this is what radio does. But there's potential for big things in the future or some ridiculous tinfoil hat promise. Oh, wow. Okay, hey, I tell you what. Let me uh, let me think about it and talk it over with the wife. Okay, I don't want to be rude. 
I'm being rude now, but I'm trying to be on the down low about this. Uh, time passes. I call back. Yeah, just can't do it. Just can't can't make it happen. Some other lucky person is going to have to get that job. All right. So that did not happen. Thank God. I told Madison about this the other day. And she goes, that's what I made at the ice cream shop when I was 16. I made, I made, I made more than that. I made $12.50 an hour at the ice cream shop when I was 15. I go, I know. That's the state of the industry that we're in. Fireversary closing the books on the fireversary for yet another day, for another year. Yesterday's asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball with Skip Bayless. By the way, people are asking, how come he didn't get Ben on? I tried. I tried. But Ben could not swing it. He works a job. And I go, well, can you take your lunch early? No, I cannot. I go, all right, well, I'll bring it up with Ben the next time we meet on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. How does that sound? Thank you to Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th, whether it's a refi, whatever. Get all of my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. From anywhere in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina, 231-332-6505. Paintball coming up uh, a week from Sunday. That is January 15th. If you want to play Reach out to me via email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Want to get as many people as possible for a fun-filled event. Paintball war number 21. Lots of freebies to give away. A set of cornhole boards drawn randomly from the winning team. A $79 tune-up from A&E heating and cooling on your uh, furnace system, so that's running efficiently. My friends at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid have offered up a bunch of prizes as well. Excuse me. TC Paintball, fully stocked pro shop. Call and book a time today. TCPaintballGR.com. Hello to the Kent County Health Department. AccessKent.com slash health is their website. Reach out to them uh, to find out about, uh, about the WIC program, immunizations, personal health services like HIV testing, all at the Kent County Health Department. I've got t-shirts at ericzaneshow.com. I do cameos for people. Cameo.com slash ericzane or download the Cameo app. Cameos are so much fun, and it's been way too long since I've done one, so get after it. Mentioned A&E Heating and Cooling. Love them. 616-516-8579. Joe Martinez and the crew want to see you. So call if you need a furnace tune-up, and you do need one if you haven't had one in a year. If you haven't seen Joe Martinez in the last year, you need a furnace tune-up. Heating your home's dirty business, and that thing needs to be cleaned, inspected, and tuned. 79 bucks for the furnace. You have a furnace guy. Uh, for some of you, it's going to be like, oh, my God, I just lost my heat, and I don't know anyone to call. You do. It's Joe. 616-516-8579, anywhere in West Michigan. Last but not least, Sarah Honda. All these great sponsors help uh, make this show what it is for the last four years. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And please mention my name when you call upon them. 
Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. Test drive a new Honda today. Go in there. Uh, see one of the uh, train fantastic salespeople that will help you. I talked to Brian Miller over there quite a bit. He's an absolute legend. He's the one I shoot the videos with. Shooting a video with him today, in fact, at Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Who is your asshole of the day? Let's see. We updated DeMar Hamlin. Talked about the fireversary, that legendary moment that led to this podcast happening. From anxiety and fear, this podcast was born. Dear Meathead, we talked to Dad. Uh, you had the clip of me doing Zayn Adamas again. God, that's creepy shit. Your asshole today brought to you by TC Paintball. It's got to be the aforementioned Lori. Uh, After uh, numerous blasts during the show, Sam bringing the heat big time more than me. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, You have earned the asshole of the day. Congratulations. You should be proud. You got it. It's an award for God's sake. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, Folks. Four years ago, fired. And I didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Podcast was born from that. It was all of you sticking with it. Um, even those that didn't stick with it, I'm thankful for them. Okay? Um, to some degree. Kind of. Uh, but here we are. So thank you. The actual official start of the podcast anniversary is January 6th. I won't be here for that. Uh, But uh, I, in fact, that falls on a um, Friday. So I will have a best of show, not the best of show, uh, ready to go for you all. And uh, yeah, enjoy those. So on the Thursday show, Friday show, and the Monday show, I will have not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. I will have a surprise or two in those shows. And I'm actually hosting the shows. Like I've, I I'm speaking in between the segments and mentioning the sponsors and things. So it actually is a produced show. It's just stuff from the past that you haven't heard of in forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something. It's definitely not a replacement for a current show because we're talking about current things on a current show. But uh, it gives you some good insight, um, especially the show. A lot of the stuff that I'm uh, procuring is from like the first two weeks of the show when it's much different, much, much different. Also, on Patreon, I am publishing some material that I came up with accidentally that I just happened to find from uh, another era. And I'm uh, making that available on the Patreon for you all. But I'll be getting up at the hours before the crack of dawn tomorrow and headed out to Florida for the Disney Half Marathon with the AT 
Children's Project. That is all. That is all I have for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making these last four years very, very special and no intention of slowing down. Please remember the sponsors. Call upon them when you need them and please mention my name. Please support the show on Patreon. A five or ten dollar a month donation gets you all of the listener supported ad free Patreon content. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.